Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of BS Thoughts with your host, Brian. Unfortunately, Janae couldn't be with me today, but I got two special guests here. Why don't y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves? My name's Josh. How you doing? My name's Tom. Ah, so today we're going to talk about a topic that's familiar with a lot of black people in America. It's Africans versus African-Americans. And I'm going to open up by saying, do you guys think that Africans hate African-Americans? I'll start by saying no. <laughs> All right, why is that? Uh, well, I I just don't believe Africans hate African-Americans um, as a whole. Uh, you might have individuals who have some form of maybe envy or misunderstanding mm-hmm. about African-Americans. Uh, but hate, no, no. Okay. What about you, Tom? <laughs> um, I feel like hate a majority of Africans. No, I don't feel like they hate us. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like Africans primarily Americanized Africans look down on African Americans. Okay. And I feel like Africans from Africa, well, Africa in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, they either look down on us or they look up to us more of an ignorant standpoint of wanting to be in our shoes. Okay. So why do you feel this way? Um, just primarily experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, experience with Africans, how they act. Um, how they group up, things like that. You know, when people around other people, they feel like they have similarities with, they'll naturally draw to each other. But I've primarily when I'm around Africans, they all tend to gravitate towards each other. Right. And, you know, when you, you talk to an Americanized African, they like to talk about how they're royalty or mm-hmm. they are they're, they have a mansion or something back in Africa or how much better things are in Africa in my experience. I got you because there's a lot of people that share that same sentiment. Me and you've actually talked about it in group chats and there's a couple people that agree with you that you know we're just distinctly different from them. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree we are different, but, um, you know, a lot of it's based on ignorance. They don't really have much experience with us in Africa, but then when they come here, from what they heard to what they see is more of a, a disappointment. It's more of a a, a quota we can't meet, okay. an expectation we can't meet. And I think that also comes from their lack of uh, uh, um, historical knowledge mm-hmm. of African-Americans. I mean... Uh, slavery, in one word, it's you just maybe just imagine, okay, chain some uh, black family up and have them working in the cotton field for 400 years. But slavery was actually like brutalization, rape, uh, uh, murder, um, uh, theft. Uh, it, it was, it was a, uh, 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 a lot of things that added up to uh, the present moment to where you see like the inner city um, urban community maybe doing drugs uh, and a lot of gang violence not finishing school um, but this was all brought uh, upon us by uh, the slave masters who um, destroy what we had when we finally uh, build wealth in our own communities. Uh, they kidnapped, uh, murdered, assassinated our greatest leaders uh, of time. And it's like every time we try to take a step up 
well, not every time, but the majority of the time when we try to step, take a step up as a, a whole community, as black folk, the government or the, the, the white man, the man, shuts it down. And it's been happening way after uh, Jim Crow, way after the civil rights movement. It's happening today. And uh, we have more at our hands to uh, get around that now. You know, the internet, uh, education, opportunities. But the majority of African Americans are still being affected by the systematic slavery and practices that racist, sick white folk uh, practice on us. So, you, so you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, that the legacy of racism is what's keeping a divide between Africans and African Americans. Is that what you're saying, or not the legacy? But I think just uh, because, all right, you you have slavery uh-huh. that that happened to us, but then the details are still coming out. Right. You know, like when I was a child and I heard, you know, learned about slavery, it was like, okay, it would. We got whippings when we didn't do right. And we ran away, got our foot cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked cotton. Mm-hmm. And if, I guess if I even learned if you were, you know, a nice obedient slave, you might, you know, the master might treat you good and you get to come in the house. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, you had the men raping the daughters, the mothers, and 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 the fathers and the, and the brothers. You know, uh, you, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You, had, you, had the, you know, you had a. Uh, um, you know, you 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 had the the leaders of you know, like if you had like a strong yeah, like you said, the buck breaking, buck you know, they, you know, it, it was just so much atrocities uh, n- 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 and 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 craziness going on that it mentally affected black people throughout generations. Correct. You know, to the point to where okay, we have our freedom now, but now. You might have a little bit of, I don't know, nasty incest type actions and, you know, uh, you know, black people doing stuff that they saw the white people doing, mm-hmm. you know, who enslaved them for all those years. So now slavery is over, but that family, that those generations are messed up now, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, they say, okay, well, the fathers, you know, are leaving the households. Well, You, you you have this once again this practice of breaking up families all throughout that that four hundred years of slavery. So it, it, it's just a, like a weird entanglement of this, that, and the third to where the present African may come up and see okay, an inner city young man who didn't have a father, um, mother was on drugs, and okay, he decided to go to the gang life, and they you know that African just looking at him like stupid. You have all this opportunity right here, but really it's just. His mental mind state of, I would I would say just the generational um, systematic slavery. Still, he still has that mindset. I got you. So, let's try to wrap that all up so I can understand it. <laughs> so that way I know how to ask my next question. But you're saying that the African may see the African American and think you have all these opportunities, but yet you're still letting what happened in the past slow you down. Yeah, in a yeah yeah basically in a way, um, but I I don't think it's uh you're you're consciously letting it slow you down. Mm-hmm. I, like I I think it's something that was 
basically installed in a lot of black families like that, you know, mindset of I don't have opportunities. And when I have opportunity, you know, I don't, it, it's, I'm not treated fairly anyway. Right. You know, and that, yeah, that that can uh, deter some people to just go the street life route or the drug addict route or criminal, you. you know, criminal activity, whatever it is. But it, it it's a systematic practice that was um, created by wealthy white slave owners right. to break uh, the black race. And yeah, it's, that's. I think that's what a disconnect is. Uh, Af- a lot of Africans, I don't think, uh, dig into the details of like uh, the, the the educational system that they put us on, and how they you know gave us a slave Bible versus the King James Bible, mm-hmm. and you know how they raped families over here, and you know uh, I would. Uh, it, 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 it was just so much brutality that I, that that's what a disconnect is basically that the details of what exactly slavery was versus mm-hmm. what they I guess think it was. Okay. Yeah. So you said earlier that your interaction with them is that they kind of look down on us or have an expectation that's high, and it sounds like it's connected to what Josh was saying as far as like. Um, we get we don't we're given opportunities that we're not given an opportunity to flourish. So we turn to a, crime, a life of crime, gang life, whatever it is. Is that what you was talking about earlier, Tom? Yeah, it's um it's pretty much what he said to uh, to the to the ignorance of them. So like when I said that some Africans may be you know uh, jealous seeing us in America is just because they don't really have much information to understand what it's like as a black person in America. They get limited knowledge. They see us as, you know, entertainers, rappers, athletes, Mm -hmm. or gang members. They don't really see, uh, you know, professions, you know what I'm saying, businessmen like that from us. And it's, it's like Josh touched on, it's like Josh touched on to where they just don't have access, like, how many years did we have to fight just to learn black history in school? Mm-hmm. Why would people in Africa care about African American <clears throat> history at all? Do they uh, do they teach it in Africa at all? I, I couldn't they, imagine. Yeah, I, I couldn't I imagine some of their priorities at all. Mm-hmm. So they have limited knowledge and can only make extreme judgments based on it. They are either going to look down on us or look up to us, but there's not going to be really a, a reason for them to look at us as equals because their standards in Africa are always going to be different from our status in America. I got you. So I'm going to take both of y'all's things and I'm going to combine a few on mine. So I don't know if you ever heard of the comedian Godfrey. He's an American, American born Nigerian. He talks about like the difference in the divide between the two is just perception. They see a different picture, like you were saying, of us over there and we see a different picture of them over here. And what it is, is touching on what you were saying earlier, Josh, is that it's, it's intentional. It's a byproduct of of slavery, like America has a legacy of slavery, but then that slavery is a byproduct of what many people and many doctors would call white supremacy. White supremacy is a genetic survival thing. And that plays a role in it because white people make up about 10% of the global population, but yet they control the majority of the wealth among in the world. How is it that 10% of the population can control so much power and wealth in the world? It's simple. They divide and conquer. That's what they do. They, they find little nuances between people of, of color 
and make them into in-group and out-group things. What it is is that you identify a group of black people as light-skinned, brown-skinned, and dark-skinned. And right then and there, when those people buy into that concept, they start to automatically look for differences between each group and try to figure out which one's better than the other one. So that's one of the things that kind of plays a role in all that. So it's all intentional. So what they do is that when they divide everybody, it makes it easier for there to be like separation among the groups and furthermore, what it is, is that by manipulating how people get to see each other, the perception of things, like, for instance, um, you said that they don't learn African-American history over there. Naturally, why, why would they? It has nothing to do with them over there. But even here in America, we don't even learn uh, accurate portrayal of American history, period. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, they're still teaching in schools Christopher Columbus discovered America. And that's just not true at all. So, yeah, it's intentional that they look at us differently than we look at them. So, therefore, the perceptional differences are definitely there. And it's definitely intentional because you can't have the most oppressed people in the world uniting. Herbert Hoover said that the most dangerous thing to American, um, the American democracy is unity among black people. The, the most dangerous thing to global economics is probably the unity of black people. That's why so many countries keep Africa in a state of flux and economic turmoil by switching up dictators and regimes. But with that being said, so do you view us as separate people, Africans and African-Americans, fellas? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Why so, man? Um, well, because <laughs> I don't want to just say because they're in Africa and we're in America. Gotcha. But, you know, it's, it's, it's simple. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty simple. They're in Africa. We're in America. Our blood is tainted. You know, in, in every culture, the purer the blood, the more celebrated you are. It's, mm-hmm. it's a natural byproduct of being human. One of the, your blood, when it comes down to it, when you take away money, take away currency, your history and your blood is, is always taught to be important. Family first, mm-hmm. even in America. But our stops. Black, but African American's family stops as much as you can research, but we still make that effort. So if they're in Africa and they can go back further, they know their history, they know the history of their country, they have pride in that, that's something that will always separate us. We can never have that much pride in an African country. You can try your best, but you, you really, you eat like, if I moved to Africa right now, lived there for 40 years, I'm still not going to, having pride in that country would be respecting how pure everyone else's blood is and how pure mine is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a permanent disconnect, you know, from slavery. The the butterfly effect from slavery can't be changed, mm-hmm. and it's always going to cause separation. It would have to be more of a I don't want to say some false solutions, you know, or just try to come up with any, but there'd definitely be a lot of uncomfortability that no one would be willing to go through to try and unite everyone in that dream utopia scenario mm-hmm. in my opinion right, what about you Josh um yeah I would the question was do I feel like we're the do same do we people? feel like we're the same or do, or do you feel like we're two different people or do you feel like we're the same or we're different I feel like we're uh, we're different mm-hmm. but I mean I feel like I'm different from a, a southern black man mm-hmm. I feel like I'm different from a, a way up north black man you know gotcha. what I mean I that's you know it's I don't yeah I don't I don't like the thing that whole thing of grouping uh, 
set of people together, and then like if that if if, if one person from that group or that race like does something crazy, then it kind of like represents everybody now. You no, know, right. I feel like we're all individuals basically. Okay, you know, um, yeah, I, and and I I can honestly say I don't feel like I have too much in common with uh mm-hmm. you know my African brethren, you okay. know, um, but I do feel like we're uh, similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we definitely have uh, um, uh, a connection, mm-hmm. um, but no, I don't feel like we're the same. Okay. Yeah. So I look at it as a couple ways, right? The the biggest difference between Africans and African Americans is culture. Culture is nothing more than a way of living within a certain area. Like Tone said, they live in Africa, we live in America, right? But your culture is a combination of your language, custom traditions, way of thinking, way of acting, and things like that, that's suitable for you to survive in your environment. We have a different culture than them. Uh, genetically, I don't think that we're different than them because there isn't anything more genetically dominant than that of an African gene. Anything that deviates from it is more of a recessive thing. But the thing that greatly divides us outside of culture, I think, is, for lack of a better term, and it's not to be offensive, but it's ignorance. Uh, we don't learn about each other. Everything that was said earlier was there's a misperception among the two groups from both groups by sometimes each group. Like, for instance, an American to call an American kid to call an African kid an African booty stretcher. Mm-hmm. But yet an African, according to what's been talked about here, would look at an American and be like, you're lazy. You're not taking advantage of the opportunity, which is ignorance, where all you have to do is just look. Like, Tone said that they have a history they can be proud of. They have a history they can look up because they know it's there. We don't know exactly which part of Africa we came from, but we do know we came from that continent. And I've often said that you can learn the overall history of that continent. You're not going to learn all of the countries within the continent, but Africa in itself has an overall history. Like, for instance, a lot of people say that uh, white people brought Christianity over to Africa. Uh, That's not true at all. As a matter of fact, Christianity was in in Africa through Egypt like centuries after Jesus Christ had died. Now, was it weaponized eventually and used against African people? Yes, I don't debate that at all. But it was already there in Egypt. And Egyptians already contribute uh, some great forms of religious reform to... Oh, you all right? Okay. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, you good, my hope you all right. Uh, They uh, um, contributed the... I forget the word, the mosaic uh, um, concept to Christianity. But all in all, it comes down to how deep, in my opinion, you want to go and do research because it sounds like it's just a big misperception between the two groups and both groups don't want to learn about each other. Like, it takes nothing to pick up a book or Google something to figure everything out. No, what I will say is that I feel like there is a closer, um, more understandable connection with the different sexes, okay. as far as like black men and African women and African men and black women. Okay, um, I feel like there's a, a strong connection. Uh, I know with my experience, I've uh, talked to uh, multiple African women, and we have a lot of common. Okay, and, and I know African American <clears throat> women who 
just praise African men, like especially like a Nigerian man. I have a few, you know, I have, yeah, yeah. I have I have a few African American uh, women friends who like they love them, you know. So I, now they be loving them Nigerians, man. Hey, hey, I got a little bit of me too, you know. So I'm like, hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad, but yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like that that disconnect really comes from like the same sex species like if a man African man sees a African American man and you know he's not living up to his uh his his uh, potential I feel like that's where the judgment comes in I got you. same for the women you know they might you know you might have a hard working African woman work you know I'm not trying to you know um uh, what's the word when you like label, uh, you know, uh, label her, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to label nobody, but you know, she you might have this African woman who's a security guard and, and, and a nurse, you know, I see a lot of that, you know, that's why I said it, but yeah, you know, um, she, she probably works 20 hours a day, sleeps four, and then you got this, you know, African American woman who, you know, just goes to her eight hour shift and then, you know, uses, you know, a little bit, uh, they ain't gonna like you. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. They ain't gonna like you. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, might, you know, (laughs) use a little bit of food stamp money. I I don't know. You know, she, that might happen too, but I'm just Uh, saying, you you see, you you see that a lot and you see judgment. You said what? Reganomics. Yeah, 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 you see a lot of that. You see judgment. (laughs) Welfare queens and all that. Man, they are not going to like you right now with it. But I mean, I don't don't know why, because welfare was put there for a reason. Now, people misuse it, but it's really put there as, you know, that kind of, you know, give us a leg up, help us out, you know, put a little food in the bellies. Or not. Or, yeah, yeah, I mean, it could, it, yeah, it's used as a crutch, too, to to the point to where it's like, oh, well, why do I want to, you know, move up, get an education while I'm getting all this free stuff? So, it, it could be used. Well, no, I, I was saying or not, because if you ever read Dr. Amos's book, uh, Black on Black Crime, he talks about the importance of black criminality. And in that section, it talks about the systems that the social systems that the government provides. They they're twofold. It presents the perception of we're trying to help. While at the same time, like literally discriminating and disenfranchising the people that they're quote unquote trying to help, because what it is, is if you create a system that's supposed to benefit people, but yet they can't rise above it, it kind of gives them the opportunity and the credits to go. Well, no, nah, you're not making it because you're not making it. That's on you, which is enough, which is called symbolic racism. Mm-hmm. You have all these systems in place to try to help your people, but yet your people can't flourish. Like, for instance, the welfare system, mm-hmm. uh, it's designed to help people that are in need. But yet if you're the, if you're a, a woman and you have uh, I believe it's if you have a husband, then you technically can't get so many benefits. Or if he has a drug charge, you can't have him in the house. Also, so uh, you tear apart the family at that mm, point. Also, don't forget the uh, rehabilit- rehabilitation system or the uh, justice system. Oh, yeah. It's no longer rehabilitation. It's uh, just incarceration. Yeah. Like, here, for instance, the prison system uh, in, uh, globally, and like, well, at least in first, in first developed or developed nations, they are, what Tone said, they're rehabilitation systems. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you do your time... They help work on you so you can get back into society and be a productive citizen. Whereas in America, we're like a prison colony. Twenty-five, yeah, it's, it's privatized industry here. So twenty-five percent of the global population is in America, and yet the uh, I want to say is it thirty-something percent of the prison population in most America? Of most of it. yeah, it's African Americans, and we're only 
twelve percent of the population. Absolutely. The majority of the prison systems are privatized. So when you look at it, black men particularly, but black people are the raw material that keeps that business going. And that's one of the things I was talking about in the beginning when I was saying like uh, the white man made, basically made a, a system mm-hmm. of of racism and slavery that's yes. you know that that's been going on way past four hundred years of slavery. You know, mm-hmm. it's still going on today. And that you just brought it up, like uh, the the justice system. You know, I'm sure you know you might have an African who's successful over here. Mm-hmm. You know, look 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 and say, okay, look look all these black men out here locked up. You know, look look at look at the rates, look at the percentages. Mm-hmm. But they might not be totally aware of. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah. There's the officer Dandy pulling you over, you and you have yeah, you might have like a little blunt, you know, that he give you a ticket for, but then he locks you up. You on three you, three years probation, and next thing you know, you 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 jaywalk, mm-hmm. and then you get arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a very valid point. That's exactly. that perceptual thing we exactly. were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what it is is, and like you need. <laughs> we all know that like. The American system is very discriminatory <laughs> against minorities. It's just everybody knows it. Even even white politicians know it. But the thing is, you can't just be outright racist all the time. You gotta kinda like in order for you know, I always look at things from a psychological standpoint. You have like a, a white persona. Like an American persona is almost a white persona where it's like we're the saviors, we're the smart ones, we protect people. So in order to protect that persona, you literally have to believe the way that you treat other people is that they deserve the way that they're being treated. No, we're not racist. Racism's gone. That was a misunderstanding. We're wrong. But you guys can't make it because of you while ignoring the fact that, well, well, no, we're we're more likely to get over sentence for the same crime as a white person we're more likely to get punished for the same offense than a white person we're less likely to get certain business loans we're more likely to get denied certain loans to live in certain areas i.e. redlining and things like that so in order to perpetuate that you kind of got to live with a different mindset where it's like well no it's not us it's them Mm -hmm. so yeah you're right they may or may not be aware of it but Ultimately, it sounds like what separates Africans versus African Americans is a perceptual like viewpoint. Yeah. I wish I had an African in here to talk about it, but I don't. I don't know too many of them. I wish I did. They all like in doctoral programs with me, so we don't really mm-hmm. do this. But other than that, so is it wrong in your opinion, one of you fellas? Like, do you identify yourself as an African American? Or do you identify yourself as something else? I identify myself as something else. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like like you were saying about culture. You mm-hmm. know, everything that makes your culture. I think that you know, slavery and things like that, and what happened to us is part of what makes our culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the African aspect of it is more keen to a past that's long gone. I don't really see. Or reversing it in that, I, I think that progression, progression, progression can only be made by separating that mm-hmm. for us. You said progression can only be made by separating. for black people by se- by separating us from being African. Mm. Not saying we're not African, not understanding we're African, mm-hmm. but understanding that we're American. I feel like. White people, part of the, like you were saying, keeping us divided, 
is trying to take away our rightful ownership of America. And putting African in front of America is a way for them to do that. They, We all know white people in European America. They'll mm-hmm. say, yeah, I'm German, I'm part German. But they'll always go back and call themselves American. They'll mm-hmm. never say they're European American. Right. And I think that's part of why the African American, when it was pushed, it was so accepted. Sure, mm-hmm. we'll call you African American. That's okay, you like that? That's that's okay, that's politically correct. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. they're, they're the, the hero factor. Yeah, we'll call you African... African Americans did that, mm-hmm. and I don't think I just the positive in it doesn't outweigh the negatives for me. I got you. Um, I have a rebuttal to it, but I'm gonna let you go because you guys are okay. You know, sharing yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I consider myself American. Okay. Um, I, with respect to slavery and everything, I know where my ancestors came from. Mm-hmm. I know where. The human race came from. Okay. Africa. You know you're part of Nigeria. Like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is the human race came from Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. not not one, you know, everything came from Africa. It so did. I mean, I can go ahead and claim and say, Yeah, yeah, I'm African, you know, because of pride or, you know, whatever it may be, but I'm no I'm American. I grew uh, I was born in Washington DC. Um, I'm sure I had some ancestors who were raped by some, you know, some 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 white folks or I, I don't know the, the genealogy all the way, but I, I know you. I have some European in me. Uh, uh, I think it was like a little bit of Native American too. I did the whole DNA uh, ancestry dot com thing. Oh, you gave a DNA up? Yeah, yeah, I gave What's it up. I, gave, <laughs> I, mean, not, I want me to laugh here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand uh, the paranoia. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get mine up. Once again, I don't. I just don't care. I got you. Know you know I got you. Like, yeah, it, it just, There's yeah, nothing wrong like, with like, it. Whatever. There's yeah. nothing wrong. I, I just um, know for me, I, I'm not giving my yeah. DNA up, yeah. even though I'm pretty sure I have it. They they got it somewhere. Yeah, because I honestly, I just feel like. Race is really a, a man-made thing. Uh, I feel like you know there is a huge difference between like uh, uh, a white man who whose ancestors came from the Caucasus Mountains, you know, and but you know, and, and then you have you know, I guess a, a black man, straight African, whose ancestors I guess came from I don't know Shaka Zulus, you know, you. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm sure they they ate different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they they live different ways. I'm sure the cold in the mountains made maybe that white man a little more angry, and you know he probably ate meat ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Where you know Africans, you know we had sun and, and water and heat, probably a little happier. I don't know. We got different you. type of life, lifestyle, but we're all humans. We're all the same. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't consider myself African. Um, I consider myself American. And if um, if I was born in Australia, I would consider myself Australian. I mean, that's just that's just how I am. I know my ancestry, I know my history, but who I am, no, I'm not African. Ah, right. yeah. So I'm gonna unpack what both of y'all said. All right, first thing, Tone, you said it takes away our right to claim to this land. What, what right is it that we have to claim to the land of America? Um, not the land of America, more the country itself, the, country the itself. building of the country, not mm-hmm. the land itself, because gotcha. that would include Canada and Mexico and all that. Okay. So, yeah, the country itself and uh, what the country represents of, you know, being American, what we take pride in mm-hmm. as, you know, like he was saying, he was born in Washington, D.C., you know, I was born in Tennessee, mm-hmm. you were born in D.C. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's something, look at, look at the, uh, uh, a below a below average intelligence redneck and how much pride they take in the claim that yeah we're American. Right. 
and look at any average, even even below intelligence African American, we'll claim a neighborhood, we'll claim a block, right. we'll claim a city, but you won't really hear a, a black person claim America like that, especially right. in America, maybe in another country. Yeah, we're American, you know, but in America, that's just not something we do. And I feel like right. that's something that white, that's another tactic white people use that's not really acknowledged like that. I, I agree with you. So what I was going to say earlier, uh, my next question was going to be, I think that denying the African part of who we are as a people is a disservice to us as a collective whole. Like for instance, you said earlier that white people will forever say they're American. They'll be like, yeah, I have um, Norwegian, Finland, or Irish in their family, but they always consider themselves American. But yet, remember what we talked about earlier, there's American racism and then there's white supremacy, right? White people love the other aspect of, their, of who they are. They love being um, a descendant of a Norwegian, but they're American. Captain America, Steve Rogers, is an Irish Amer is an Irish American immigrant child. That's one of the opening lines to his character. Whenever you look him up, they take pride in the other European aspects of that. Why is that? It's because they have a history. The thing is that we talked about earlier is that the culture is what separates us, but there's a unified history among Black people coming from Africa into the diaspora which is the other areas in the world that we live in. When we deny that we have African in us or deny the African a part of us, we destroy that unity. Herbert Hoover told the United States that the biggest threat to American civilization or American government is black unity. A, the biggest threat to white supremacy on a global scale is African black unity. The reason why is because if you unite under one banner, under one history, it creates a level of pride. You being born in a Nigerian household, and I'm looking at you, Joshua, I'm not just saying you, no. but and, I, and a Nigerian would never buy into the brand that America has given African-Americans as being ignorant, lazy criminals because they know their history. They know that, well, I'm not ignorant, lazy or criminal. And the thing is, when we deny that aspect of who we are, we destroy the collective mind because we're all three of us in here are Americans and we've been conditioned to be American people. Well, in the American culture, we're very individualistic. You're only responsible for you. You can only grow as fast as you can grow. And if you don't make it, that's on you. Well, that's dangerous because we're a collectivist people by nature. Minorities globally tend to be a collective collectivist culture. That means I am you and we are us. We have a, a mindset predicated by a group. Whereas if you think collectively, you take the onus, you, you still take onus for yourself, but you look at the system in which you live in. So when we don't recognize that part of who we are, we take on what would be considered like an alienated way of thinking, an alienated conscious, because when we look at us as a divided people, it further does us harm. Whereas white people don't necessarily look at themselves as divided. They're 10% of the world's population. Collectively, they have a mindset. Collectively, they all talk about the exact same history, Greeks and Romans. All white people talk about that, even here in America. And the American uh, founding fathers were treasonous. Uh, they were treason. They were, they were uh, traitors. Mm -hmm. But yet we still teach in the American schools European history for a purpose. Because what it is, is if you know your history and how great you were, you know how great you can become. But when you deny yourself your history or you make a fabricated history, you manipulate the possibilities of how great you can become. We're the victims of that. When we don't want to learn African history to find out that you are a descendant of a king or a queen, 
that Egypt was the most developed civilization on the planet, period, during this time. That Europeans had to come over and learn from there. That Africa civilized the world twice through Egyptians and the Moors. But the thing is, when we start looking at ourselves as separate and we learn separate histories, it ruins us as a collective. Because white people necessarily don't look at themselves as separate all the time as much as they say they do. Because they're quick to jump on, well, European this and European that. They colonized the world. By sheer colonization, they took their culture and spread it among the world. They didn't separate their history. They brought the aspects of their culture and their history to wherever they went and they set up shop. So the European mindset is very strong and collective. While they may look at themselves as British, American, Australian, they still look at themselves as Europeans. They share a mindset, whereas we as black people or African descendants of slavery or Africans, we tend to look at ourselves as separate, which is a very bad thing. Because the reason why we tend, in my opinion, why we suffer from the biggest forms of oppression and racism here in America as black people is because we don't have a country to stand, a country outside of our own to defend and fight for us. Even during 9-11, you weren't seeing, like literally, even during the, the war in Iraq, they weren't outright overtly discriminating against Middle Easterns the way they did us. You know why? Because they have a whole other country that will fight on their behalf. We don't have that because the country that we came from is kept in a state of turmoil and flux. And we just look at them as, as they're separate from us. And to some degree, they are. But when we start as a people globally, as black people globally, even in the diaspora and in Africa, we started to look at ourselves as, well, we all come from the same continent, regardless of how we ended up here. I think that it, black unity globally will help us a lot because the reason why we're separate from them is literally because we were kidnapped, mm -hmm. kidnapped and taken somewhere. That's my well, opinion uh, on that. My question is, what exactly... Uh I'll be mm -hmm. suffering from right now. What I mean, mean? And I know there are injustices, you know, like we just brought up the prison system, right. uh, our history. Um, but I feel like as African Americans, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I feel like right. we have a pretty decent right now, pretty good. Yeah, you are jumping the gun. I would tell you that you're wrong, man. Has it okay. been has it been progressive progression since the civil rights movement? Yeah, we're less. We have more freedoms and luxuries than we did. But the thing is, all the system did was just adapt. Mm -hmm. The reason why it adapted is because there's media now, and there's a global connection of shared information. Mm -hmm. America can't portray itself as the the, the home of liberty while oppressing people on television. They just became a little bit more slick with the way they did it. We talked about it earlier. Dr. Amos Wilson said you need black criminality in order to sustain uh, the American white identity. I need to make you a criminal in order to justify the way that I treat you. So there's a reason why, like, you know, the 1960s, particularly around 1965, it's a, it's a moment that's like studied a lot in America, right? Because a lot of things shifted. Black people had the civil rights movement and things like that. And then comes along in the 1970s and you don't see famous black leaders no more. Why mm -hmm. is that? Because they, they realize that we have to do something about it because black people have been oppressed for years. They never up committed an uprising like they did in the 60s. So what's the issue? So they went ahead and took care of that issue. So now we have other layers of racism that we deal with. Do we have it better than our ancestors did as far as like the 60s, 40s and 50s? Yeah, you can argue that, but I would say that things like are more more or less still the same. You, we were given body cam. Police officers had to wear body cameras, right? And mm -hmm. we thought that that would, you know, help us out. No, black people are getting killed on camera, and cops are doing mm -hmm. it with 
impunity. There's no justice. So there's there's still no justice. We're still incarcerated at a higher rate. If anything, black women are starting to become incarcerated at a rate that's almost similar to black men. You know, the education system is still terrible. They took trades out of education and just gave you, you study the periodic table, yet you never use it. You study algebra two, yet you never use it. You study world history, and world history only covers what? Greeks, Romans, Europe, and maybe Asia. But yet you don't learn about Africa. You don't even learn about Latin America. So while it's gotten better in some areas, it's conditioned you to be comfortable with incremental change. Wait your turn. We're getting there. Yet your people are double are your people are double the unemployment rate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Yeah. My my thing is just as far as opportunity, mm-hmm. is, isn't it there? Do I think that we have more opportunities than we did in the past? You could more than likely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like this economy is not as booming as as the news is telling you. There are a lot of like part time minimum wage jobs out there. Do we have more opportunities to start our own business? I would say yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Do we have a lot more opportunities to try to defend ourselves with social media? I would say yes, we do. So there are more areas of opportunity that we can excel in. But I'm pretty sure that there you can argue that there were other opportunities in the past because like we had more trade jobs back then. Mm-hmm. You know, we had more um some people say that we were more cohesive as a people because you can do what they did in the 60s because we were more cohesive but you couldn't do it today so there are definitely probably more opportunities today than there were in the past i want to touch on the um african-american thing i I understand what you're saying about empowering africa and Mm -hmm. empowering us being more on a more united front i just don't feel like the african-american name does that I feel like I agree. In a government document type of way, yeah, cool. We can, you know, nationality. Yes, I'll check off African American, but on a referral, name to name type basis, you know, we're we're black. I think it's more, it's better to understand us as Americans and what we went through as Americans and our leaders as Americans, mm-hmm. like Martin Luther King, because. When we do go to history, yes, history is sold to us as being important, but how important really is it to our progression? It's very important. Um, but but how? I can, I can explain it to you. Yeah. You know why white people learn history? Why you learn their history as well? It's called a historical past. Your historical past is tied to your historical future. History is important because what it does is it tells you how far you can go. It gives you a legacy of greatness to achieve. But it also can ruin you. So when you don't have a proper history given you, you have a identity that's handed to you that's not valid. Like, for instance, if you look at the American history of black people, you have never been nothing more than a slave and a criminal. Mm -hmm. But then magically in the 60s, you had these political leaders that tried to do change. And then right after that, in the 70s, you went back to doing crack, being a slave and a criminal. And then you finally got your first black president in 2008. But then we turned around and gave you Donald Trump. Oh, and while you had your first black president, he had an all white Senate and Congress that tried to undercut everything that he did. So history is actually very, very important because it gives you your identity. Your identity as a black man wasn't really defined by you. It was defined for you. Your history as a black man in America, according to what most black people know, started in chains. And your op, your your contributions to society, to the American society, 
depending on how you look at it, it hasn't really been that great. That's why history is important. I understand that, but it's like you said, the perception. So giving us mm -hmm. the African-American name to me is a perception of African history. We mm -hmm. still don't have that country. We still don't have anything besides the general countries in Africa where developed civilizations that we don't know about. You see what I'm saying? But we no, don't even break have that down for again, Tom. So, um, so, like when I was speaking on how you know Europeans, how uh, white people, you know how they talk about Europe and European history and things like things of that nature. Right. They still key to their countries. They still know about their countries. They right. know about Ireland and you know uh, Germany, uh, Britain, mm -hmm. all their individual history. Right. You're telling me that we should be called African American. Understand that we came from Africa and there were civilizations in Africa that were bigger than any other civilization such as Egypt right. but at the end of the day I'm not Egyptian even if I were African I got you, you see what I'm saying I got so you. it's you're giving me a perception but if without that the without the chain being connected mm -hmm. it we, it still won't connect us back to that African history that would give empower us like you said it would I got you so I disagree with you there's nuance to it you just described that exact nuance you don't know exactly where you came from in Africa. However, here in America, they tell you Africa is poor, dirty, and hasn't done nothing for the world. However, if you were to go just take a look at Africa as a whole, you would find out that it's different. Can you link exactly to where from which part of Africa you came from? Can I? Probably not for the sheer fact that they weren't keeping records of who we were. But the thing is, we do know in that continent that the way that they depict it isn't true. You can choose to rally behind the concept of Africa being something great, greater than what was depicted to us. Now, they have the luxury of knowing that they're Norwegian. So they study Norwegian history and they own it as themselves. White people will go over to Germany if they find out they're part German or their family's German just to learn that history. Why do they learn that history? Because they want to see the great designs of the cathedrals that they made, the great battlefields that are over there. It's an empowering thing. You may not know exactly where in Africa you came from, but you can either choose to just buy what they tell you, the starving kid that you can give 25 cents to a day, the regime where they keep changing up and chopping off people's hands like Hotel Rwanda, or you can look into the history and see that, nah, Africa was a great place. That's where I come from. Like math, science, and all that other stuff was created in Africa. Aristotle said it himself that he, Aristotle, the great, Greek philosopher that all Greeks love, that many white people in modern day society refer to, he said it himself, I learned in Africa. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, I, I, I agree with you to, okay, an extent, I, to an extent. I agree with you, but it's like I can't help but see holes in your argument to that, that keys back on perception. Mm -hmm. Everything you're explaining is Africa as a whole. There's nothing is specific to it. I mean, I know you're just giving a quick examples and, you know, a summary, but it's it's like the perception of how everyone refers to Africa as a country and not a continent. Right. And that's kind of how I'm I'm getting it. Yeah, Africa this happened in Africa, that happened in Africa. Mm -hmm. But it's just a, a it's just an overall generalization that I feel like the average person, especially with the internet, uh, uh, understands to this day. So I don't really think that needs to be empowered as much as the empowerment of 
the black man being in America. No, I'm, I'm not saying that that needs to supersede your history as a black man. I'm, I'm using that, like drawing back to Africa as a parallel to show like why history is important. Because you say, why is history important? Well, history is very important, especially even to white people, because otherwise they wouldn't teach it if it wasn't important. And one of the reasons psychologically that history is important is because it gives you a direction to go. If you see how great you were, you know what you could become. It's like a motivating tool. But yeah, no, I agree. I'm not saying that that should supersede your history here or your understanding of your society here in America. I just think that trying to separate yourself from it is only perpetuating the same things that we complain about. Well, I, I don't think you're separating yourself from it exactly because I, I I agree with both of you guys, uh-huh. but I'm more with tone mm-hmm. as saying like, okay, if like I used to call myself an African American. Right. Never really made much sense to me because I know you have your your German Americans, your your, your Spanish Americans, and then you have your continental Americans. Like, oh, why why am I a continent? Doesn't make sense. Okay. I, I, I did 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 my due diligence, did my studying, and said, okay, it doesn't make sense. It's just a a term that they gave us. White people gave us, or did they say white, Jesse Jackson yeah, made yeah, it up? Yeah, Jesse yeah. allegedly, apparently Jesse Jackson created the term. Not white okay, people. okay, yeah. Well, I don't know how you look at Jesse Jackson, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. hate the man. Yeah, I, I don't hate him either, but I, I, he's not. He, he's he's not the the most uh, ethical guy, you know, moral mm-hmm. guy that that I would like to follow. But yeah, when I was an African American, it didn't really do anything for me. Right. When I found out. That I had ancestry from Nigeria and been in Togo and Cameron and Congo. That's when I started feeling prideful, right? You know, so I mean, because he was basically saying it's too broad. African American is too broad for him. I I agree with Uh him because I I said I I agree with Tony that Mm -hmm. it is broad, but you kind of have to make do with what you have. Like you can do, you did the ancestry thing. I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of people do. That's great. I don't knock that. But the thing is, like, okay, let's say you're dealing with a a Jamaican that's born an American, right? Mm -hmm. They have that lineage that they can draw to that I came from the Caribbean islands. Right. So that's an empowering thing for them. Mm -hmm. You know, we unfortunately, because we don't want to do ancestry.com, I really don't want to, you Mm -hmm. know, submit my my DNA to ancestry.com. Twenty three meter. Twenty (laughs) three. The thing is, until until I get comfortable with it, nah, I would rather just focus. On the comment. Right, cool Go right ahead. Do you think this is for you, Brian? I got you. Do you think it's empowered? Do you feel empowered that you're a black? You are a you are a thirty plus year old man, black man in America. Do I feel empowered that by... you made it this far in America as a black man? Does that empower you to say, "I'm black. I grew up in America. I'm proud of this." Do I take pride in being known as a black man in America? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I take pride in I take pride in being born black, being born in America, and more so even being born in DC. Yes, yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Excuse the question. It's kind of, me too. Kind of asking the question while saying the answer. I was. Yeah, nah. I, I do take pride in it, but the thing is, is like, all right, that's an identity that I have. I also have the identity of being an. African American because I don't want to separate myself from that continent for the sheer fact that I think I believe in my heart by separating trying to look at me as separate from them is a disservice to us as a group. Am I separate from them on a cultural level? Yes, I am. I was born here. I have a way of life that's conducive to here. And I will argue from a psychological standpoint that my way of perceiving reality 
as a byproduct of being an American is not to my benefit. And one of those non-beneficial things is viewing other black people globally that look like me as, as completely and utterly different. Oh, I'm better than them. Or I'm going to look at them. Or I don't even want to learn about them. Whereas, in my opinion, white people don't do that. Well, it's because when I, I look at a like an African, I just I would realize it's different cultures. But Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily say we're like totally two different like people. Correct. Yeah, I so, agree. That's okay. What, that's oh, okay. I'm gonna, yeah. All right. I but I think sure, like, I, I run into things, this right? thing, and I, I run right. into this thing where it's like a lot of black people are just quick to be like, "Oh, nah, we're different." And it's almost like you look down on each other. Like mm-hmm. we talked about that. We tend to look down on each other. Africans and African Americans mm-hmm. look down on each other. And I think that's a disservice to us as a whole. I don't necessarily want to say that they look down on each other okay. as opposed to people want credit for, for the life they live. They want credit for their trials and tribulations and what they've been through. And like the ignorance, you know, Africans will look at us say, hey, we made it through this and we come to America and be too successful and don't feel as bad as opposed to black men say, hey, I made it through this. You Africans, you know, just just look at our gun murder. Just look at our murder rate. You know, y'all y'all really didn't have it like we had it. All right, that's that's two different experiences right there. And I agree with I you. I feel yeah. like that's more, people key to that. You know, they key to what's happened in their life. I agree. As opposed to, you know, the global what's happened throughout time. So I think that I agree with that. That that's two that's exact that's two ways of looking at it. The African looks at it as we got here and we're doing fine. Well, your experience as an African that's coming to live in America is different than an African American. Matter of fact, even white people are going to look at you differently. They're gonna look at you as, oh you're not like one of them. You're one of the ones from the actual continent. But I think that can be cleared up by just trying to understand each other. Read a book, Google it, or talk to them and correct the misperception yourself. It's kind of like it's, it's social engineering. We've been conditioned to a certain degree for a large chunk of our lives to fear each other as black men. You walk through a neighborhood you don't know, yeah, you won't, you you alert. But when you go through a, a, a predominantly white neighborhood, you're not on guard. It's just the perception that we that that we gravitated towards. It's the reality and the identity that was given to us. And that's the issue that we need to correct as a people, because what it is, is for us as a people, I'm praised for being a certain type of black man, depending on where I'm at. And that's the identity that we run to. Whereas I think that with us as a whole, as black people globally, if we just come to a better understanding and stop trying to shy away from, you know, identifying as being a descent of Africa, being an African European, an African American, an African Australian, an African Chinese uh, Chinese person. Then I think that when we start to own it and recognize it, I think that it'll create a better unity and we'll be able to advocate for each other, come together, actually invest in each other's communities, actually invest in each other's brand. But, you know, that's just my opinion. So. Sounds like you want more people to send their blood out and figure out. Nah, that's not. Hey, man, I don't know if I'm that's down with that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know if I want to give out my blood too much, but. Yeah. You see the commercial? Which one? Oh, the one about the slave master. And the, man, get out of here. You see the ancestry commercial where the dude, the white dude, ran over to the, the slave girl was like, we can go up north. I know a place that we can be married. He pulls out a ring and give it to her. And it's like, know your history. No dad on well. That's not how it went. He was he drug her to the barn and started smashing it. Come on, man. We want you to see this. But other than that, we're going to bring it to an end right there. That concludes this episode. 
episode of BS Thoughts. Check back next week for another episode.